0: Born on the Western Australian coast, Otis Eyewear is made in a range of styles to look good and last in Australian conditions. Scratch resistant, optically correct and eco-friendly. Otis Eyewear, glass is beautiful. Visit otiseyewear.com.
1: So excited to be joined by this milestone breaker, a lady that's setting new targets all over the place, and she's just achieved the same in women's cricket. It's Elise Perry, all the way from Tasmania, where she's got preparations underway for the WBBL to get started. Elise, thanks for joining me on the Friday Focus. 250. Three games now for Australia. The most capped player, oh, I reckon, ever and, and may well ever be. But uh, its a, I, I would imagine that's a long way from, from Darwin of 2007 when you played your first game for Australia <laughs> One Day Cricket.
0: Mm, yeah, hi, Gilly. Thanks so much for having me on. And, um, yeah, really, <laughs> it certainly does seem like a, a lifetime ago that um, I was lucky enough to make my debut up in Darwin. Um, I think I was in Year 11 at the time at school and... Absolutely stoked to missing a bit of um, the term to be away playing sport, which is pretty
1: awesome. On that tour, you you mentioned Year 11, back in, um, that was about July of 2007. So you're debuting for Australia in women's cricket. But on that tour, is that, am I right in saying that's where you found out too that you're possibly going to a month later debut for Australian women's soccer or football, whichever terminology you want to go with? That must have been (laughs) the most pivotal few weeks of your life.
0: Yeah, I suppose like I've haven't actually thought about it like that. But yeah, in a way it sort of did set the direction of um of things for me, um for years to come and um yeah, I mean I, I don't know why. Um I, I always kinda of look back on that and just think how amazing that timing was, but also just how truly fortunate I was to, to be in that position and um yeah, like um both those experiences with um with cricket and soccer have been um yeah, so such a big part of my life and something that I've been really lucky to share with some really important people in my life too. So, um yeah, it's it's been it's been very special.
1: Yeah, you certainly, just from reading your book and, and getting to know you a bit, you're someone who appreciates the people and, and the journey, uh, the, the, the people that you meet on that journey more than just the achievements that uh, shine through. But the only person to represent both uh, in, in Australia in, in both the so- Soccer World Cup and Cricket World Cup, describe the feeling when the ball hit the back of the net against Sweden in that World Cup <laughs> match. It was an astounding goal. With a
0: shot, brilliant goal! What a moment for Alicia Perry. Australia, a reliable, well.
1: How did it feel?
0: Um, ah, oh, to be honest, actually, I was probably um, a little bit of a relief in a lot of ways. We were down, I think, um, two 0 in that match when that happened, and um, a couple of those, or both those goals have sort of eventuated um, down my side on the of the field. Um, goals being the goals that. Sweden scored and so I sort of felt a little bit um, you yeah, know responsible for that and really wanted to try and make up for it and um, sort of the ball kind of just fell at my feet off, off a corner and I remember just kind of like having a crack um, not really knowing where it was going to go and um, <laughs> somehow it ended up in the back of the net and um, yeah it was a little bit crazy but I, I think we were all sort of like at that point in time pretty determined to try and core a few more goals back so I was sort of just like you know, get straight back into it.
1: When you phased out of soccer did you ever have a fear that you might put too much pressure just on your cricket and that you won't have that balance that you'd had up to that point of your, of your young career?
0: Um, yeah, I think definitely that was a bit of a consideration at the time um, and you know, I've, I think yeah, growing up one of the things I, I value the most was the exposure to so many different sports um, you know for lots of reasons obviously it's great for development and um, learning different skills but also just like you know coming across different people and different environments and and learning different things so I, I sort of was a little bit nervous I guess um, moving into just playing one sport that you, you just become so centric um, around one thing but uh, you know certainly having that background growing up of Different um, experiences probably helped that a little bit. And um, I think it's probably, in a way, held me in good stead um, throughout my career to always just think outside or, or look outside the box a little bit at different things um, at different points in time. But I guess what overrode that was, you know, this amazing development in women's sport at the time when I was playing both both sports. Um, you know, initially they were very much just semi-professional pursuits and all the players had, had jobs or were studying and, and doing other things and then you know this evolution of, of women's sport and professionalism and, and cricket was sort of the first to do it in Australia um, in terms of offering you know players full-time um, contracts to to just play cricket and, and be professional and um, so to me that was kind of like a whole new opportunity in a whole new world to, to train and, and play full-time and tour around the world and um, so I was really excited about it and I guess inevitably it was it was probably going to happen at some point and, yeah, it was just such a, a positive pace because it meant that we'd achieved so much progress.
1: Yeah, it's and it's continued to, to head in that positive direction and rightly so. I've just in the last few days, announcement from the ACA that... Uh, Uh, more money going into the, uh, certainly the women's game in around retainers and and base fees to allow more young girls and young women to focus professionally on sport, which is a a wonderful um, development. It's really just been a a landscape that's ever changing. Do you feel Mm. there's, is it important to try to get to parity on, in regards to Pay and, and TV exposure, or is it not that important? Is it just more important just to keep having incremental changes in the right direction? And 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 what is the next big step for women's sport in general, not just cricket, in your opinion?
0: Yeah, it's a really um, I think interesting space to look at, and I suppose I've sort of spent a bit of time pondering this. And to me, like um, I think in the case of cricket, especially, like in many respects, we've really Push past that whole um, equality piece and, and talking about parity, with um, the things that we've achieved, and, and sure there is still, in, in some respects, a gap and things that we can we can continue to sort of improve. But at the same time, I feel like um, you know with women's cricket and and it being you know the product that it is now. Um, I'd really love it to have its own space and develop its own identity and brand and own commercial arm and, and sort of, um, you know, this element of it that it it, it exists in its own space and, um, you know, looks after itself, I guess, um, from a, you know, a revenue point of view. And I think to do that, you've sort of got to stop um, comparing and trying to achieve parity with, with the men's side of the game and actually just set your own... Um, yeah you know, goals and aspirations for for women's cricket and, and it as its own brand and sport um and i think that provides us with a really great opportunity to to continue to progress um in saying that we you know we've had some wonderful support um and it's been really important for across the journey to to make sure that we are you know striving for the highest possible standards and and some of that does come from looking at the men's game um you know and i think across the whole of the australian sporting landscape like different sports sit in different positions. But I think the really exciting and pleasing thing is that, that all sports sort of have the same vision and, and are treading the same path towards, you know, this really great opportunity for for female athletes and, and for female sports to, to be really up at to the, the top echelon of um, sports in the country. So, yeah, I, I think there's a great aura about it. Um, you know, there's more and more interest, whether that be, you know, from broadcasters or, um, you know, commercial sponsorships and, and just the sporting organisations themselves. It's just such a great and strong area of growth and you'd be mad not to invest in it at the moment.
1: You mentioned the Australian Women's Crew team and so many people, oh, that is my favourite team. Not just for what you've achieved on the field, but as much as a part of what you do off the field and culturally. So I've got a question for you. Why is it, that that team that you're a big part of the cricket team that have never been in scandal never had issues in the public domain is it the leadership is it uh culturally is there a secret herbs and spice that you've got there because <laughs> uh, it's it's something to be admired and applauded
0: um oh <laughs> yeah I, I think um would be crazy to say that we've got all the answers um but but yeah, I think, like, a huge part of that is, is the people. And, um, you know, we're really, really fortunate over the whole history of, of, of our team um, to just have some amazing contributors to the, to the group, whether that's been players, um, you know, think of people like Belinda Clark, um, Karen Rolton who are just, you know, great for the game, not just the women's game, but great for the game and given back so much to Australian cricket as well. But also people off the field who have really pushed push the team forward and always stream. Um, sorry, straight for, for growth and, and development. And I think what, what that's done is just tie into to the pieces for the current players um, to really, really appreciate, like, the opportunities that we're now afforded and the position that the team's sitting in. And, um, you know, I think first and foremost, we just really enjoy that and... Um, and feel really fortunate to be having these amazing experiences and and playing a sport that we all grew up playing and loving, um, for a career. And secondly, I think it just sort of, yeah, has enabled us to, I guess they stay relatively grounded as well. And there is a real sweet spot in a lot of senses for for female athletes at the moment where uh, I guess like typically we haven't received as much scrutiny and, um, yeah, you know, I guess analysis on performances and that's definitely changing. I think that's a really good thing. But at the same time, I think because of that, you know, we've all sort of been able to, you know, really remain ourselves and not be too guarded and be quite genuine in the way that we express ourselves both on and off the field. So, um, yeah, I think we're sort of fortunate in that that respect.
1: You can see that how appreciative you all are of these opportunities, which is is wonderful. Uh, I mentioned your book; um, it it is such a terrific read, so um, interesting and uh, you know reflective and relatable. I think I could certainly um, relate to a lot of uh, the, the way you spoke about your experiences. Um, music, I loved your, your the little short, sharp. Um, chapter on music and the way it can play such a role you, uh, is there a song or a musician that uh, you mentioned that it re, you know sometimes reminds you of a time where you were or when something happened is there something that stands out from say your playing days um, that, that, that yeah, is a favourite piece of music
0: Well, it's funny, actually. There's um, a local Perth artist um, called Geordie Maxwell, um, and for whatever reason, I stumbled across probably his biggest song, which is called Blue Eyes, um, when we were over in the West Indies uh, for the 2018 T20 World Cup. And um, we made it to the final of of that tournament, and the final was really late at night. It was like 8.30 or something, so it was sort of a really long day. Hanging on, um, you know, trying to like stay calm and, and yeah. just kind of get through the day for the match. And it was really dark, and we were driving to the grounds, and there's no street lights wow. or anything, and just had my headphones in, and then like perfectly timed for how long it took us. And from the spot we were to get to the ground, Geordie's song came on, and I kind of listened to that, and it, um, it really hit the spot, I think. And I was like, walked off the bus and into the tangents and you know, played the game we won. And um, yeah, I just remember that song so clearly, and like that last part of the journey before we got to the ground. So that's always stuck with me. And and she had oceans in her head.
1: Fantastic, um, and the other thing in your book, very philosophical approach, and uh, I, I like it. But you you like quotes too, don't you? Is there a favourite quote? There was a few that you you had written in the book. What what's one that you sort of refer back to if there is any uh, on a regular basis?
0: I guess like depending on on the situation and and what's going on, I'm sort of always in in search for new quotes actually, and. Um, I saw one the other day, and it was kind of a cool one. It was like, what's in the way comes the way at some point. Um, I just think, like, at the moment, that's a a really relevant one for me. But um, I think maybe one of the ones that was in the book was was a quote by Don Bradman about basically what it is to to be an athlete and a a cricketer and and how that should extend to different parts of your life and the way to represent yourself. And I think I've always really liked that one in terms of coming back to Yeah, the the greatest player that's ever played our game. Um, But, you know, he's also just a remarkable person and was so aware aware of that and his place um, in the world. Yeah, there's
1: a bit to be uh, learnt from the the greatest ever, isn't there? (laughs) No (laughs) doubt about that. The culmination of that Women's World Cup uh, pre-COVID, that huge day at the MCG. Obviously, um, I would imagine a bittersweet moment for you to an extent, the hamstring injury and subsequent surgery. So you contributed so much to that day happening uh, a long way out, not just in the tournament, but for, for a long time and many years prior. Well, how were your emotions on that day, sitting there, watching, being a part of it to an extent, but not really being where you wanted to be?
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, um, it was an amazing day. And I, I think, um, you know, talking to so many people that have been involved in our game, um, you know, and played a really pivotal role in, in the progress of, of um, you know women's cricket and the Australian team um, just being at the ground and and being a part of that game was so special and and like more than enough I think you know and I remember um, of course I would have absolutely loved to play but I, I I just remember at the end of the, the warm up because um, I stayed with the team and and they'd sort of gone through their paces and were just down in the changing getting changed and I, I sort of had this moment where I could just stand out in the middle of the field. And, right next to the pitch and, and did like a full 360 with my head in the air looking around the stands and to see 86,000 people packed into the MCG to come and watch, watch us play um, just blew my socks off and so um, you know I feel really lucky to have just been a part of all of that and I think you know everyone that was there on that day whether they played or not sort of have the same feeling so um, yeah I mean it, it'll be a moment that I don't think we'll ever be able to replicate in a lot of ways because it's it's the first one but you know i also hope, you know it's it's the first of many special occasions for the game and yeah i mean i'll, I'll never forget um that whole experience and i don't think any of the girls will but it was just nice to to see that be such a, a bigger thing than just one game of cricket it was just so representative of, of the whole sport a life changing moment in women's sport in this country and potentially globally congratulations australia the 2020 icc
1: T20 World Cup champions. Yeah, it's a wonderful perspective. I, I, I can picture you now standing in the middle of that ground there, uh, doing taking your own advice from your book and stopping and smelling the roses along the journey. It's uh, it's a nice image for you to, to, to be there enjoying that moment that you helped uh, help build. Um, thank you very much. Well done on everything and uh, can't wait to see where it all leads to from here. Elise Perry, thanks for joining us on the Friday Focus.
0: Well, thanks for having me, Gilly. It's been awesome. really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to In Focus with Adam Gilchrist, brought to you by Otis Eyewear. The world looks better through Otis Eyewear. See the range at otiseyewear.com. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au
1: now.